It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Ray White, the largest real estate and property group in Australasia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio, also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. It's a Wednesday, the 6th of April, and coming up, we're going to be talking to a first-time property investor and finding out where they bought, the type of property that they bought, the yield return, the rental, and also whether the investor is likely to invest again and buy another property. But first, let's have a look at today's weather forecast. It's the main centre forecast with propertybuyer.com.au. And for Sydney, expecting a few showers today. 23 degrees, Melbourne cloudy with 21, Brisbane partly cloudy with 28, and in Perth, expecting a sunny day with a high of 29 degrees. We feature market updates, interviews and trends. It's your real estate podcast for breakfast. Well, something that I watched last night from the war in the Ukraine was a story about two primary school teachers from Mariupol. Now, before the war broke out back in January, a journalist went to Mariupol where they spent time filming with two school teachers at a local school in the east of the city. Since then, as we have horrifically seen, Mariupol has been reduced to ruins, destroyed by Russian bombs. But what has happened to the two teachers? Well, the journalist set out to answer that question, and I'm going to leave the video link in the show notes so that you can watch it, which left its mark on me. It's definitely worth a watch this morning. Across every state, city and town of Australia, The Real Estate Podcast. And this morning, we are looking at how to invest and buy an investment property through the eyes of a first-time investor, Mohammed Radwin, who did the numbers and the calculations and bought in a suburb on the Gold Coast. And a very good morning to you, Mohammed. Hey, good morning. I should start off by saying a lot of people can procrastinate, can't they? And some never end up buying in terms of an investment property, while others will get one and suddenly they've got four investment properties. So, Mohammed, perhaps firstly, tell us a little bit about what led you on this path to wanting to buy an investment property in the first place. Um, I'm an accountant and uh, I, I kind of have a division in my firm that uh, specialize in advising uh, investment property owners on their tax consequence of buying and selling a property. Um, so I deal with lots of property investors and I felt I always advise them about the tax side of property, but I never actually had my own feeling of buying a property. And I can see lots of clients done well of buying properties. Myself, I've been so busy focusing on the business and so busy with life and family that I never had the time to to actually start looking at investing. Um, and yeah, that, that's how it started. I just started looking at clients and I decided, oh, if I'm advising all these investment property owners on tax side of buying a property, then I need to have a property myself and I need to start pushing myself into the investment property uh, game, I guess, yeah. 
That's quite interesting. So in other words, you've really been getting an education through the clients that you've been advising and seeing seeing those numbers, of course, and, and saying, well, I've got to get in on this. Exactly. I have, I have to get in before I miss out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they call that? It's called FOMO. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It just uh, especially being an accountant is uh, we we tend to be very conservative people. Yeah, we we calculate everything. We try not to take too much risk. We, we are an accountant, you know. So that's that's the reality. So uh, it uh, seeing all these clients, how they done well out of properties, how they been really adding all the numbers, and as I said, I get the education out of clients, which is uh, that's that's true. And there are a multitude of areas on the Gold Coast. I mean, a lot of people don't realise just how spread out the Gold Coast is because most interstate buyers, they've kind of got this perception of what the Gold Coast is when they go on holiday, when in fact, the reality is very, very different. So talk through how you decided to narrow the areas based on a criteria that you were working to. Obviously, when you, when you jump into investment, you have to work within a budget, and this budget normally is based on how much you can borrow. <laughs> That's uh, sometimes uh, the case, especially when you're a first-time investor. You don't really have too much knowledge. You're just trying to get in, and the first question you ask, well, how much I can borrow and what type of price range I need to look at. And then once I spoke to the bank and had a bit of conversation, and I asked him, all right, so I'm planning to buy a property, what's the price range you think I can afford based on my finance situation? And then at the time he told me, I think you can buy a property around 500,000. And then that's when I start looking at, all right, let's look at the goal costs at the time I purchased and see what can I get for 500,000 in a good, reasonable area that will give me a good uh, yield pretty much. And that's how I start narrowing locations and uh, unfortunately uh, when I when I jump into the market there was already a bit of gross happening and uh, there's no many places for 500,000 <laughs> so that, that that was my experience in Gold Coast yeah and rental yields are obviously a key component in the whole decision making when buying an investment property. So how did you balance, I guess, the type of areas that you were looking at in terms of suburbs with the yield expectation that you were looking for? Rental yield, most of, because probably all the prices was going up. So when I was looking at expensive areas, even like the yields didn't catch up by the, by the time the price, like the price normally go up first and then the yields kind of catch up with it rent, rent wise. But then the area I looked at rent was already good in comparing to the price and the prices, yes, was going up, but was not going up crazy yet. So that's why I felt it's good to, to buy into an area and mainly focus on the, the positive cash flow and, and the yield. And as long as um, property can pay itself up, that's, that's positive for me and I don't really have to stress much about it and will clear some room for me to maybe borrow more uh, to buy more properties. So yield is very important, yeah. 
And one of the things to look at when investing in in growth is in terms of people and infrastructure, because infrastructure on the Gold Coast and people growth has definitely a tick next to that column. Location is obviously another powerful ingredient, and the Gold Coast gets another tick. So, all right, let's hear a little bit, uh, Muhammad, about the property and the location that you finally decided to buy and invest in. Yep. So I, I end up uh, buying in uh, Pimpema, in Gokos. So Pimpema is kind of close to the borders of Gokos and Brisbane, straight away on the motorway. So you get like an easy motorway access, which is normally very important for people who may be working in Brisbane, working Gokos, and they need like an easy access to the motorway. So that's, that's one of the reasons I liked Pimpema. Same time, the whole uh, suburb is uh, really new, uh, good infrastructure. I can see lots of government spending in the infrastructure. You get a new um, a train station coming there. You get like, it's like, yeah, there's lots of infrastructure. And one of the reasons I like Pimpema because I go every Sunday to play soccer there. They have like a really good soccer hmm. field, even though I live like, 25 minutes away, but I still drive all the way there just to go and play soccer in the, in the area there. So the area ticked many boxes for me as, as a location. At the time, it was within my price range, and that's why I chose Bimbama. And what sort of money did you spend, and what was the property? Because it was a, it was a house that you purchased, right? Yep, so it was a four-bedroom uh, standalone house. Uh, I think the block is 420 square square meters. So it's a, a double garage. So it's really good for family to rent. So it's, it's currently rented by family. The price uh, that I get it for is $485,787. And how long ago was that? I signed the contract in May 2021. You're already laughing anyway. It's been <laughs> slowly increasing. Yeah. Well, not slowly. It's been a good investment thus far. Yeah, I think I get a market appraisal for it. It's still a market appraisal, so it's not a sale and I'm not planning to sell. I think I got a market appraisal for it from a re- local reset agent just last week and he told me he can sell it for 680. So. Wow, yeah, that's just how crazy. So so yeah. what about the rent itself? Because some investors buy an investment property with a tenant in place and a lot of the time investors, they just want to turn the heat on with full maximum on the weekly rent increasing and it's an automatic response. But sometimes a good long-term tenant who has been treasuring the property for years and years can make just as much of a return on investment with less repairs, stable rent, no dead rent between finding new tenants. So tell me a little bit about what happened with your purchase because I think it came with a tenant attached. Yep. So one of the reasons I really liked the property when I went to inspect it, I seen the tenants really looking after it. And like the, the house is very clean, all the rooms is clean, everything is sorted. Like you can tell the house have a family and even they, they had a dog. So you can tell they have a dog in, in the house, but then the house was like extremely clean inside. Uh, and for, for a tenant who's been there since 2012 to keep the house in that good standard, it's a really good tenant. So that's one of the reasons as well. I like the property. That's kind of what happened. I just bought it with a tenant in it and I felt yeah, it's good for this tenant to stay. 
And it sounds to me like the equity that you've you've gained in your property, it sounds to me like you're probably going to look at increasing your portfolio down the track. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a plan. Yeah, so it's uh, it's kind of uh, on the line. I already have a pre-approval. I'm an accountant, so I know we try to look for bargains, but uh, <laughs> but there's no much bargains in the market anymore. <laughs> so there is obviously opportunity, but I'm waiting for this right opportunity just to jump in. I am watching. I'm watching the market. I'm watching the properties. I tend to I'm kind of shortlisting uh, areas. And same time, again, like any other investors, I'm busy with my my business and my work. You know, <laughs> so it's a mix of uh, it's a bal- it's a hard balance. You know. And would you consider buying an apartment uh, next time round, or would it be a house specifically that you would look at? Uh, I, I really like houses, and the only reason I like houses is just obviously based on the data and the historical return and gross that it's out there on houses versus uh, apartments. Me as an investor. Tenants-wise, I'm, I'm more targeting families, and I think houses is really good for families. And even if the house went old, you always get the land that you can always reuse in the future. I'm a long-term investor. That's my goal, and that's my my plan. I'm still young, and hopefully, will be investing for the next thirty years. So, um, yeah, the, the the goal is to have a land that, even if the house get old, is just always have the land to hopefully redevelop in the future or rebuild on it or something. Yeah. Well, it sounds to me like we should probably make a phone call to you in maybe two years from now to see what's happened. Yeah, let's let's hope so. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> hopefully, uh, hopefully, I have more. All right. Well, look, thank you so much, uh, Mohammed, for joining us this morning on the Real Estate Podcast and good luck with those future investments. No, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 